This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the June 24, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. Benny Thompson is chairman of the January 6th committee. He attempted to challenge the election of George W. Bush. Another committee member, Jamie Raskin, tried to challenge the 2016 certification of Trump. The Senate passed a gun control law that we previously discussed. Now the legislation goes to the House. The Supreme Court ruled New York's over 100-year-old gun control law was unconstitutional. It required an individual to prove they had a need to carry a gun. I think the gist of the ruling was no other constitutional right required proof of a need. I may need a third category that would be you can't make this shit up. The UK arrested a Nigerian senator for trying to bring a 15-year-old boy to the United Kingdom to harvest his organs. My sense is that China is making a push to get things back to normal. With the new Australian government, they want to improve relations, though China blames Australia for starting the rift and implies Australia has to make the first move. Also, I read the title of an article that implied if the U.S. lifts tariffs, then inflation and supply issues will be better. Several articles say if we want to prevent climate change, we need to get rid of our lawns. They don't capture much carbon, and we put a lot of energy, not sweat energy, but like oil energy, into maintaining that good look. On this, I guess I'm green, because my lawn is not. Energy costs in Germany are up 50% in the last nine months or so. Leaders see the possibility of significant additional increases in energy prices if there is not enough gas this winter, and the German economy minister said that is part of Putin's plan. Also, that some industries may have to close for periods of time. If only someone had warned Germany about relying on Putin and Russia for energy. Moving on. Great inflation. No big deal, right? The link CJ article by Wai Wa Chin says that U.S. grades on U.S. college campuses have increased from 15% in the 60s to 45% today. Also, that grade inflation occurred in high schools. You might say maybe the students are smarter, but standardized tests do not show an improvement. One snippet had a New York middle school that seemed to be a magnet sort of school, having 93.9% of students pass math classes, but, quote, 95% of them failed the 8th grade New York State math assessment. Then the article gets scary when it described what is happening in San Diego, which the author says, quote, eliminated non-academic factors from grades, end quote. Per the author, the policy allows, quote, students to hand in work late, redo poorly graded assignments indefinitely, and even cheat without receiving a lower grade as a penalty. Uh, reflection and counseling are the approved responses to academic dishonesty. Equity seems to be part of the justification for this, as minorities perform poorer on objective measures. I would like to use an analogy, but any analogy would be subject to a hypercritical racist lens. So let me just say it this way. If you have a problem, poor performance in a certain group, better to fix the problem than figure out a way to make the problem no longer visible. When it comes to Ukraine, are we in or are we out? That thought popped into my head as I started today's podcast. Kind of in, but not too much in, is where we seem to be. 
just enough to keep Ukraine from collapsing, but not enough to really piss off Russia. We are good at this sort of thing. We can make small-scale wars go on for years. Not great for our country, but bearable. Awful for the host country. Now, I'm not saying we send in our troops, but we should be a lot more aggressive on the quantity and quality of military aid. And not quietly, let Mr. Putin know it. He will drop hints that he is not afraid to use nuclear weapons, but I don't think he will. And I don't want to let Putin control the future of diplomacy because he can always drop that threat. January 6th. A few days ago I spoke on January 6th, but I did again in today's quick hitters and will hear. I think Trump's folks tried to do some bad shit. I just don't know who I can trust. I don't trust Trump, but I don't trust Dems on the committee. Yesterday, Politico ran a story titled, Ron Johnson tried to hand fake elector info to Mike Pence on January 6th, panel reveals. And the source for that story was the January 6th committee that includes truth challenge people like Adam Schiff. Schiff. Then I read the linked article where Johnson was asked to hand something to Pence and his team quickly figured out they should not. The problem with a one-sided committee is no one is there to put a check on them for their own good. Or maybe I am overcomplicating this. Possibly the committee dropped that crap to hurt Senator Johnson's chances of re-election. Bill Barr is great. We were lucky to have him as Attorney General. Those who attacked him for partisan reasons should be ashamed. Barr is in my small group where when he says something, I really think hard on it, particularly if he disagrees with a position I hold. He is smarter, has more experience, and has great integrity. Assuming he is correctly quoted, he is quoted by the January 6th committee in a way that scares me. He seems to have been asked, why did the Department of Justice so quickly investigate claims of voter fraud because usually they wait and do more of a criminal investigation if it is warranted. Barr said, quote, I felt the responsible thing to do was to be in a position to have a view as to whether or not there was fraud. Frankly, the fact I put myself into that the position that I could say we looked at this and didn't think there was fraud was really important to moving things forward. I shudder to think what the situation would have been if the position of the department was, we are not looking at this until after Biden is, is in office. I am not sure we would have had a transition at all. End quote. The reason that scares me is we can say a lot of words. We can make things really complicated. But one key feature of a functioning democracy is the ability to transition power to a different party. And per bar, he was worried Trump would screw that up. For over 200 years, we have met that criterion of a functioning democracy, and Barr thought Trump was close to messing that up. I can tolerate challenging the vote. Gore did it by trying to harvest the rejected votes in a Florida county that was heavily Democratic. Not statewide, just where it would help Gore. Ah, he was fighting for America, the liberal media said. As I write this, I think Gar was, Gore was far more similar to Trump than I realized. Gore was trying to steal the election. Most won't agree with me on that. Anyway, Barr implies, absent a hard look that showed the election was not stolen, that Trump may not have gone ahead with the transition. Awful. I paused the recording after I said awful. I don't think awful sums up my thoughts. 
awful implies he did bad. In this case, it would have been truly a crime against the nation, a crime against all that I hold dear. Words escape me to describe how awful I think it would have been. But like some things Trump talks about doing, he didn't do it. Maybe that's because he wouldn't have. Maybe it's because of the pushback of good people like Barr. The January 6th committee also had a production, yes, I will call it a production, on the call between Trump and the Georgia Secretary of State. In the linked article by Andrew McCarthy of National Review, he covers why the call was not about stealing votes, though he does say Trump was a bully and behaved badly. But he also, I think, makes the point very clearly that the partisan nature of the January 6th panel makes it impossible for them to get at the truth. The article is a good read. I feel the above part on January 6th is messy and needs more of a thread tying it together. I was thinking of how to do that when it dawned on me that the subject is messy and I have trouble separating facts from narrative and overlaying perspective. I think that is life at ground level. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.